and welcome to the Empire Dynasty League podcast. We are back on a Wednesday night, and why would it be a Wednesday night? Why do you reckon it would be a Wednesday night, Kenny, that we're meeting? Mate, it's because it's after a Tuesday, I think. Why else it does come it after? No, it's because we are in person. We don't have to jump on Zoom and meet anymore. We actually can coordinate and go inside each other's properties. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm glad you said properties. <laughs> but I am joined, if you haven't heard already, by the one and only Christopher Keane. How are you? Uh, very well, mate. And as you mentioned, we are back in person. Um to the listeners, Benny's been to a speech therapist during the week. Hods on the white wines. The grouse is undefeated. What a time to be alive. And you... Thanks for the introduction too. But <laughs> you just joined in. Well, I will. Because we have we all know that Christopher Keane loves to sniff a coffee from time to time. But don't know that 9.53 on a Wednesday night would warrant a coffee sniff. So we've sniffed a bit of something else. The top off some Greg Normans. I mean, Great Northerns. Haven't they gone down nicely, boys? Super crisp. They have. That's that's an interesting way to say that we've had a few beers to say we've sniffed something. But anyway, we will move on to some news. Every newsman in this city is laughing at us. And I don't like it. And... We're going to just jump straight in, I think, to our news this week. We've got a bit to get through, and we're also mindful that you probably last week, if anyone did listen, endured one and a half hours of us talking, so we're going to try and keep it a bit snippy, a bit snappy, um, and we'll start off with some Eliminator Pool updates, and we're down to four teams. Four teams survived again. They're going around another week. Just. Uh, just a reminder, it is Papa, it's Tim, it's Matt, and it's our co-host, Hod, still remaining I can reveal all four have locked in their game this early in the week, Wednesday night. Papa has gone and locked in the OJ's legal team for this week. Timos has locked in the straight cash homies. He's backing himself in against the DFF. Matty Mac and Hod also locking in the legal team. So we've got three people all in on Jake. So we could have a winner potentially this week if the results go the way of the legal team going down and the homies getting up. Then things could get interesting. But just a quick one in terms of which teams people have left. There's some commonalities between a lot of them. I think everyone except Matt has the DFF. Uh, Everyone's got Hod's team. Everyone's got Jim's team. A couple have the Demons. Um, so there's a there's not that much point of difference. And we were talking a little bit earlier that we might get to a situation where everyone might have the same team in the last round. So hopefully after this week, if all four continue, it'll be uh, interesting to see what the strategy is of who can actually ride this one out. Well, the DFF's in some hot form and Tim choosing himself against the DFF just Ooh, it's a risky business, it I think. It really is. But what about last week? There was a couple of nail biters for this eliminator pool. Mm. Um, I was obviously very nervously watching the Seattle game with Matt needing Alex Collins to get over. Nine, I think. Camo, nine, yes. Yeah. What a nice four point nine. Thank you very much. And uh, the DFF hanging on against mm. the sensible haircuts. Can you give us some of your thoughts on the eliminator pool? As someone who's uh, been one of the uh, the biggest 
um, admirers of the competition because you've been out so long <laughs> in it. What are some of your thoughts on it, mate? Yeah, I have been watching from afar for a while now. Um, now, my main my main thought is uh, I think the the listeners should know that the Dingers are pretty confident they can get the job done this week, and I find it interesting that. He's actually gone against himself maybe at the last minute. And just the irony, if he did get up and, and Timos was to hold on against the DFF, it might cost him. So any shenanigans this week, Hod? I know you I know you think you're a sniff. We'll get into your preview soon or your review um, or both. But you do have a few returning players this week. It's been a while for the Dingers, but you, you, you're getting there. It has been a while. Um, and... Yeah, we, we've just got some equipment malfunctions here. You know, something's moving under the table where Keeney is. I don't it's, know what it is. Well, I'm the up word and about. Dinger and <laughs> about, I'm up and about about this weekend. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll get to that a little bit later. It'd be nice to have uh, Jake on though, just to fire serve back at me because mm. I'm going to come out swinging. True. Well, it's hard to do on a Wednesday night. I mean, Saturdays are more flexible for people. Uh, we might have to consider that with our schedule in the lead up. But let's move on to our reviews. What was that? I heard something, then I saw something. You didn't hear anything, man. We've got the very own Grouse. Have a listen to this score. 192.4 to keep his undefeated streak. Defeating OJ's legal team, 119.54. Gee, wowee. You're lucky not to get to 200 there as well, Keeney. Um, Mm. You want to quickly talk us through that? Could something have fallen your way to get the big double di- or even the top score in EDL history? Yeah, I think I was uh, I was definitely watching that Colts game, um, hoping I'd get two more. 194 from Papa this year, I reckon's the top score. So I was a couple of points off that. But I think whenever you get a decent score, like in the 180-plus range, you always start looking back and going, geez, if he didn't get stopped at the one and all that sort of stuff. So a couple of things happen like that. But, I mean, um, all in all, you get a bit lucky. So it all kind of evens out in the wash anyway. But, um, you know. Well, I th- I, as soon as the, th- the TNF game uh, turns on, I start wondering, oh, I could have got that many points this week. I don't know where they all go, but uh, we will run through some of Jake's comments here. Well, hold on. I, I, think, uh, huh? I think I can hear something. Not, not the DFF again. Well, Is he back for a second week? Is the person who rung the doorbell, would you like to announce yourself? Good evening, gentlemen. Oh, no. He's ah. a reigning champ. Normal ah. champ. How are we? Oh, can't be the DFF then. <laughs> <laughs> no. Very, very good. The legal team man himself. Jake, how are you, mate? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. What I will say, actually, I'll take the opportunity to uh, give the DFF a little clip. He said last week that there are no championships on the podcast. Well, right now we have one between ah, yes. the four of us. So <laughs> thank you very much, Jake. That's the, the only reason why we got you on, really. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. We don't want your thoughts. Good to know I have value. Yeah, it's fine. I don't really have very many, so it's fine. Very good. Well, what's, what's the- well, we're going to run through your thoughts that you put in the form and then maybe if you've got any little extra bars you want to add on top, uh, you can do so. So Hod's going to run through that now. This is... Uh, yeah, this is an interesting concept we're running here. I'm going to air your thoughts and you just tell me how, how I went. So, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm tipping they're going to be good. They're pretty spot on. Oh, we'll see how the teleprompter's playing up this week. But the grouse is a really good fantasy outfit. So pumping, pumping one of the hosts up. That's a smart move coming on air live. Uh, the grouse has not only the best starting lineup in the league. Jeez, this is Papper and Ben. It's, it's ooh, it's yuck, yucky. It's not. Hey, you pipe down. You're not ready yet. Um, <laughs> Starting light up in the league, but has the best depth bench by a mile. Four legit starting QB options is crazy. And uh, last thought here, bye week didn't come at a good time, but it means fuck all when you play against a 192. So very uh, high praise there Mm. from one pod member to another. A very diplomatic response, Mm. I would have thought. I actually see it as a positive that when you're on bye, you might as well cop a 190, I reckon. Mm. That's just my view. Mm. So, yeah, hang on. How about, how about we just keep this rolling? I'll then read Keeney's thoughts out and he can also tell me how I went with him. That's and good. then you two can just have a good old stoush. Um, Keeney's thoughts here. As predicted, the buy came at the wrong time for the legal team with three of his major playmakers out this week and depth pieces couldn't get it done. OJ Howard was not worth the squeeze. I see what you did there, Katie. <laughs> to the 200 barrier, nearly cracked. Second highest league score from the grouse who had a whopping 13 tutties for the week. That is a large amount of TDs. And Kyle Pitts has arrived. We did talk about this last week. Pitts has definitely arrived. He is, uh, I don't know if you, well, you would have seen it. I don't know if you saw Ben, but there were three highlight uh, real worthy catches there by the big fella. And he, I haven't watched a lot of him in college or uh, the pros this year. I've just read a lot. He moves very smoothly for mm. a six foot six guy. He yeah, um, looks like a wide receiver. I think he still is. Like he's not, he's not like 220 pounds. He's still 240, 250. And uh, yeah, he runs in and out of routes like a wide receiver. So, uh, and Car- Calvin Ridley is still on the tarmac. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Bit well, of- let's, let's start with that because we've got the two blokes who have owned Ridley and one of them so far oh, yes. got plenty oh. of success out of Ridley and the other one is just uh, licking his wounds a bit right now. So, maybe, Jake, talk us through. How do you feel about seeing Ridley <laughs> underperform this year? Oh, it doesn't make me happy to see him underperform, but... I am happy that I'm on the right side of the trade so far. I think at this point, it's, we've got to bring this up. He was your he was your golden child. He was, he was your baby, your darling from the startup draft, and you just threw him out after a title. You used him and you cut him loose. I mean, that's that's a rough way to treat one of your star darlings. Well, I'm not sure that I threw him out. Najee Harris in a first round pick is not bad uh, going for a guy that. I picked up by trading out uh, my uh, future firsts to get. So I picked him up with that pick that I got from Steph in the startup and then obviously won a chip and then moved him on. And got <laughs> oh, just rider. casually <laughs> sneak that one in. <laughs> As you would. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but to be honest, I thought, I think I've probably said this, but I jumped on the pod earlier on in the year that having won, uh, meant that I had some flexibility to say, okay, well, is it time to sort of reload? And knowing that uh, he had significant value uh, of all my pieces, being 26 was someone that was going to have value elsewhere but was, you know, ageing. Like, you know, he's not a 21, 22-year-old star. Mm. He's 26. So Hopkins being 28, like, you're not really getting as much back, even though I think he's a better player. 
So I thought now is the now is the time. It's now or never on relief. So I didn't want to do it, and had I not won, I wouldn't have done it. Um, but you know, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, aging at twenty six, I feel like a spring chicken right now, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hey, you did call the old Daniel Jones at twenty four. <laughs> it's so. true. I will just, uh, the empathy is running through my veins hearing Jake talk there, uh, you know, giving away the prized possession in Calvin Ridley. Ronald Jones, he was the same for me. It really was a hard, hard one to give up. And, uh, you know, like Jake said, I I don't like seeing him not do well elsewhere. Same, same, but different. Did you want to add anything, Keeney, on this? Or are you just uh, waiting for Ridley to have a good game? No, yeah, I think think Jake kind of nailed it. It's always that the fine balance of when to start looking to move on from those 26, 27, 28-year-old receivers who may have hit hit peak value, which I think Ridley has. Um, I'll, I'll back him in to bounce back. But, you know, he got a really good mm. deal and, um, you know, that's probably top dollar that he's going to get for him. So, did well. Well, any time we do air out some players and their poor performances, they seem to bounce back pretty quickly. So, you're welcome, Keeney. Thank you. That's true. Good luck to who's got Keeney. This- you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, all right, let's move on because that's probably too long to spend on a game that wasn't even close. But Jim City Stallions, 123.8, uh, being defeated at the bounce back straight cash homies, 188.54. Now, we mentioned this earlier. That has to be... Uh, we haven't checked this, but in we've got a stats man here who can add up numbers very quickly but that has to be the biggest turnaround from one week to another he scored a 80 last week and 188 Mm. this week that is monstrous so talk about some variance there this is jim's takeaways i'm getting a um i'm getting a sense from jim when i read his notes here game was well and truly over against timos when evan scored his second touchdown he's just very defeated uh Mm. very flat energy out of jim this week already losing on monday morning what was even more deflating was seeing Timos had Metcalf and Kamara still to play. Another <laughs> negative little thought there. And this is his final one. The foot was put down after one catch and run by DK Metcalf, which was something like 84 yards or something, wasn't it? Yep. The loss was very deflating. After a great win in round one against who I thought would be a contender, each week has broken the Stallions down bit by bit. When the buyers... Uh, with the buys, I chose the Sun God who did fuck all compared to Rager, who has done fuck all the past two weeks. Same with Tonyan. The Stallions might be ready to stud. Put me in the paddock to raise some foal for the next couple of years. <laughs> some Nick foal, maybe. Um, yeah, look, it's a very flat energy out of Jim this week. He's he's one and five. Um, well, lucky Tim's got some. Be one and six, wouldn't he? Yeah, they're they're, they're a little they're last wrong. Weeks, yeah, yes. one and um, six. Yeah, lucky, uh, lucky Tim's up and about. How about you get to his notes? Uh, Tim, I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> which is what we've grown to expect out of him. So he rips out a big score and he still has nothing to say. Now, I'm going to take the opportunity. Uh, ben made his first slip up already yeah. on the pod. Uh, Jake, what did you think about Ben's performance last week? Um, it was a tough one. We won't, uh, won't uh, lie about it. Oh, man. But it was super entertaining. It was, <laughs> it was very out of character. I, I will say it was extremely out of character. Normally a very, very well-spoken host, but it was fucking hilarious. Just butchering everything. <laughs> yeah, look. And it was just a train wreck. <laughs> it really, <laughs> really, it was. It never recovered. Are you talking about tonight or last week? <laughs> what did I fuck up then? Sun God. The Sun Gord. Sun Gord. Hey, that's just how I pronounce <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> Cut me some slock. 
Um, yeah, look, I, I put out a formal apology in the uh, in the chat after last week's pod. It was a one-off. It won't happen again. Um, you know, there, there were several factors at play. It was early at like 9.30 in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning. So I was, uh, you know, still, still just waking up. I hadn't sniffed enough coffee. Uh, and it was a definitely a snowball effect when I fucked up my first sentence. It just <laughs> well and truly went down from there. So there were several factors, several factors at play, and marijuana is a wonderful drug. <laughs> uh, well, uh, move on. You've worked on it, mate. And that's all we ask. That's correct. All we ask, isn't it? Um, the next game, I'm here to review. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's you this week. Oh no. <laughs> No, we're getting there. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. No, no, we're, we're getting there. But, um, <laughs> the DFF. I just had to. I had to pause to give him a bit of bit of credit. The DFF. Two in a DFF. Thank you, Mike. Two in a row. One oh nine here, defeating Johnny Unitas. Haircuts ninety seven point eight eight. I think Steve needed twenty eight out of Geno Smith and Marquez Callaway in the final game of the round to get this done, but obviously fell a little bit short. Um, just obviously massive celebrations down at the factory right now. I can't Huge. imagine. I cannot Huge. imagine the scenes that are going on down there. We haven't got his theme song this year, but uh, maybe that's because it's becoming a more common event. Well, to think that we we pumped him up for his grand final and we, we forked out some cash and we got Mike Brady himself to, to come on and, and make it a grand final feel, all we had to do was just find some remix of Collingwood's song and... And just say DFF over the top, and that's what pumped him up. So, <laughs> money not well spent, apparently, yeah. by us. Yeah, I still think it could have just been a. It could have just been a delayed response. It does yeah. take a long that's time true. for him to realise what's going on. Anyone who listened last week <laughs> got first-hand experience yeah. of how long it takes him yeah. to process and, and think and formulate a response. So, um, that's a very good point. Yeah, it's normally a seven-day delay sort of set up down in the factory. <laughs> um, anyway, going through a few notes from this one, um, from Manny's point of view. Um, very punny response from Manny this week. The wheels have completely fallen off at the barber shop. On the surface, it was a good result for all involved. If anything, it was too much of a close shave. The sensible haircuts could easily have trimmed the margin even further, given their three lowest scores going into Monday night were from Tyreek Hill, Mark Andrews, and Miles Sanders, who got injured early. So, yeah, a little bit of um, misfortune there for the sensible haircuts. But losing isn't fun. And the sensible haircuts are suddenly a team in crisis. Only the fourth team ever to lose to the DFF. I uh, enjoy how he's just pumping him up a little bit here. Um, And never top scored for a week in the league. And that's right. I actually had a look at the old uh, profit tally that we've got. It's uh, Camo, the DFF, and Steve, who have never top scored in the league as of yet. There's a real empty feeling down at the haircuts at the moment. It's only going to get worse before it gets better. But a fun fact that he would like to point out is that Geno Smith more than doubled the entire QB output of the DFF, which we'll get to in a sec. Now, I do like this this last and final line from Manny. The DFF is playoff bound if he plays his if he plays his best lineup for the rest of the year, as the divisional games are still to come and his main contender Camo has never beaten him. Now I, 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 for one, know Manny very well, and I know that's in his best interest to churn this out as he holds Camo's first-round pick. He is fully invested in the DFF 
winning this division. Don't you worry about that. So maybe a little bit more of a prod towards Jalen Waddle finally getting off the taxi squad. I know we keep bringing it up, but mm. it has to happen at some point, doesn't Surely. it? If there's one thing we've learned with Manny, he is using this notes doc as a platform to just put his tidbits in there, give his calculated thoughts, but there's always an agenda behind it. I love it. I do. And uh, Steph's thoughts quickly on this one. I won the game with a QB that got benched in the fourth quarter and another QB that got injured in the first. I'm building bro. <laughs> and and he's obviously... Well, let's ignore the fact that he had the fourth lowest score for the week and that he played someone with the second lowest score. But no, nah, he, he, is, he is building nicely. He's got a few nice pieces there. I think we all agree. One of those certainly is DeAndre Swift, who he says is his best player. What a freak. If he was on a good team, he would be RB1. Now, I think he means if he wasn't on Detroit, but I don't know oh, if he means sure? if he's on a different I dynasty team. he was team. thinking dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sort of logic he'd bring. Yeah, well, they, don't, they typically, from what I've experienced, they don't actually change their points when they go to a different team. But That's true. He is also the same person that said that his QB got benched. He's only got a couple, and he said he's a team that's building in the yeah. same sentence. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> yeah. A little bit there. Yeah. And um, and finally, just a segment that he's really trying to ram home here is Duke Johnson watch returns through seven weeks. He's just basically added another 0.0 on top of that. I'm not going to read out all seven zeros. But, <laughs> sure. Um, and he just says, you really should have taken that fourth round of Ben. So he just won't let uh, well, that go. I'll pause on that one because if you've looked at the news lately, guess who just got swooped by Miami's practice squad? No. And that is the Duke Johnson himself. So... Stick that fourth round up, you clacker, Steph. Oh, that would be ironic if he got a, for, uh, a for, decent gig. Forgive me for missing that part of the news, Ben. I, I didn't pick up on that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's a deep dive it's news. A, it's a deep find scroll. All righty. We're flying through here. Why don't we have Jake on more often? Um, yeah, DFF slows us down, Jake speeds us up. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what's happened. Uh, the Park City Lions, a 123.12, a bit of a lower score than what we're used to for the Park City Cubs. Have you, have you graduated to the Lions yet or are you still coming around? What's what's going on there? Nah, we Week one, we well and truly were Lions. We've, we've <laughs> gone cubbing lately. What? Make, make it to the playoffs and you'll be a Lion. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah no, we're we not go. Lions until we make the playoffs. That's a lot of and uh, motivation, rather. And you'd love to get a win with a one one twenty six point four Pappas punishes. Mm. Those are the wins mm. when you're contending that really shape your year. And uh, we'll read through Ben's notes here. A bit light on this week, I must admit. You, you didn't happen to squeeze him in last minute tonight, did you? I may have. Yeah. Okay. Um, so not sure what Ayuk did to Shanahan and Jimmy G. What are you alluding to there, Ben? The bloke just can't get a target. What was the... What was his thing? What was, what was the, his the, news? The Speaking news, of news headline was my favourite. Something and to do with invisible. Right, go go to the next... Actually, right, no, no, well, it's here. It's here. Um, <laughs> it was... Brandon Ayuk nearly invisible in start. That's not what you want to be reading from a starting player. Do you, get, you get one of those nice little sleeper alerts for that one? Yeah, I get heaps. He had one, <laughs> 71% of snaps, one target... One catch for six yards. It's disgusting. This is Shanahan. Shanahan does this to everyone. He got drafted and they're like, oh, we know Justin Jefferson's in this draft, but Ayuk is the number one receiver in this draft. Throw him the fucking ball. Mm. That's right. They um they traded they back trade, into the first for yeah. him. Yeah, they got him in yeah. pick 31 or whatever, yeah. I, I, it's I, 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 I think it's Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning that this bloke was 
wide receiver 17 last year on an average points per mm. game basis. Like mm. from a rookie, yeah. that is insane. Mm. Um, and this year he's he's been targeted, you know, hardly any. Um, he's played one game where he's played more than 50% of the snaps. He's scored double digits in just one game. It's just been an absolute fall from grace. Well, that's the thing is like obviously Debo wasn't playing last for most of last year so targets go up there but it's the snap percentage that's weird as well like that's dropped everything's mm. dropped it's, it's I usually I one of the common indicators for fantasy uh, success so mm. it's uh what i what i am hearing here though we've had um we've had a love affair before with papa and one of his um much maligned wide receivers in ty hilton and it's funny the irony now you you and Papa share a lot in common, and now I feel like Ayuk is starting to become a bit like Ty. Remember, on a weekly basis, he's like, "Which one of the linemen has rooted his misses? Which one has done this?" Uh, and you're already throwing jabs. What are we? Eight weeks in. Well, if I can model myself off someone else in this league, oh, I wouldn't shut pick up. anyone. I shouldn't have up. gone there. Shut you? Up. <laughs> Thank you, you know Jake. The other difference, though, Ayuk. If you swap their fucking age round, twenty-three versus thirty-one, <laughs> like swap the number. That's completely chalk and cheese. T.Y. Hill was good five years ago. Any, Are you still 23 in the gut? Any chance for Jake to throw some shade on Papa? I love it. Oh, fucking <laughs> please. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, oi, oi, oi. Respe- more respect you for him. Oi, oi, oi. We'll keep going. We'll keep what going. For? Kiss the ring. <laughs> Someone mute the guest. He's going off. Um, close game, but both uh, both teams well below <laughs> their expected score. Sorry, he's holding the ring up to the camera right now as you speak. <laughs> Which, <laughs> it? Which ring? Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, it's shiny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, close game, but both teams well below their expected scoring, which was disappointing. This is a further comment from Ben. And last one, Papa spoke Jones and Brady outscoring Lamar and Mahomes into existence. So that's what a, the, the common thing is, um, this doc. People are reverse mozzing, they're mozzing, they're finding all different ways to put their take on the teams that they're versing and maybe maybe there is some uh, truth to all this. But That's got to be Mahomes' lowest score of his career, yeah? Yeah, I believe it is. It's, the, fir- it's the first time in his entire career he hasn't thrown a touchdown or they haven't scored a touchdown when he started. It's pretty ridiculous. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well... He leads the league in picks. Count your lucky chickens, Papa. And uh, we'll go to his comments. This will be... Jake, you probably want to mute this because I'm going to struggle reading this. Interesting this game wasn't the game of the week. Both teams put up great scores considering the amount of outs we both had. The punishers were very lucky to get the win with Mahomes shitting the bed. It feels good to be on the end of one of those wins. And finally, thank fuck... Ben has his Park City Lions in a great position for a title tilt, and I am sure he will be competing at the pointy end of the year. Suck me off. Suck exactly. No, no, no oh. comment on that one. Keeney, kick us off with the next one, uh, the San Diego Demons and the Prestige. Where what? And can we just get Jake's thoughts on every game? We probably should have. I was going to say, before I do, I was just after Jake's thoughts on Papa's team as a whole and how they've started. They're 5-2, and two, obviously going all right, but... Last probably month, mm. they've been a bit below where they started. What do you reckon? Uh, this is about where I, I had him, that his best will be good, but I can't see it happening for the whole season. And I don't see it happening in playoffs. So I think he's nowhere. Because when his players fall off a cliff, he, when he doesn't win the chip this year, when the grouse wins by about 50 points, 
uh, he'll be nowhere for years. <laughs> I feel like you've gone early with this question. We might have waited for the power <laughs> rankings and then uh, got Jake's thoughts on that. We, I'm happy to, we hear, can that. Revisit I'm it happy again. to hear that all over <laughs> again if you want. Sure. Ask the same question, maybe. Uh, okay, we'll move on to uh, the next game. The set. This is probably the game, I reckon, that um, had I the biggest, this game. biggest impact in the league in terms of uh, both divisions, I reckon, here. The San Diego Demons 120 knocked off. The Prestige Worldwide won 16 by about four in the end. Um, obviously, Matty Mack without two of his um, biggest weapons, but um, the Case Keenum situation went down. Almost got away. I'll tell you what, it would have been a massive win for Matt if he pulled it out with all those players on bye week. So, um, Camo probably was favourite to get it done and, and was able to get it done. Um, Todd? Can we just get Jake's thoughts on that trade? What do you think? Anything fishy there between the brothers, your yeah, favourites? Full-blown full collusion. 100% would have been. straight to it. But hold on. Yeah. What in, but in whose interest? Uh, well, I mean, at the time, I thought it was in Matt's interest, but Case Cannon's a piece of shit. So at the time, I thought this is in his favour. But oh, Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think I can't call it collusion because I don't see what's in it for Tim. The only thing I can think of is Tim's gone. This is the only time Keenum is going to have value. I'll just get him off my books while I can. Uh, that's the only thing I can yeah. think of. Well, Jake, we'll Jones get, in a fourth round pick. Uh, Jake, we'll get you back on for when um, Matt sends Keenum back, and it was mm. just a one week rental to get him through. And we'll now, ask you your thoughts. I then. can tell you live on air that will be vetoed. hundred percent. If, if, if there's a return serve coming back, or draft picks suspended, or there'd have to be something. You can't do that shit. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Uh, anyway. They've been warned. Um, Camo's I mean, thoughts, just, but it does—it doesn't make sense long term. Just yes. Yeah. No, close my mind. Yeah, I thought it was a bit strange, but anyway, um, we'll move on. The Camo's thoughts on this uh, on this the Camo love love bye weeks. Prestige worldwide is about fifty points a week better than me. So happy the fantasy gods looked after me with a week seven matchup. Clear number two on the power rankings. Good luck for the rest of the season. It's. It's a real love fest tonight. Everyone's so respectful mm. of one another. I'm not sure this is what the form the mm. form was um, designed to do, or the league in general. Yeah, it's um, now Camo is a loving man, but gee whiz, he's um, really he's... buttering Thais up here, considering he's two and zero against him all time. And just got his measure. He has interesting. He's, um, it's a heavy butter up. Hey, you talk about a love fest. Jake was giving some serious fist pumps when he heard the fantasy gods mentioned. Just yeah. then. he was very excited to hear them get a mention. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone. I just got love him. that. I just love that Camo. A bloke that I don't. I don't know personally very well, but I'm one hundred percent got a man crush on. Has adopted the gods <laughs> properly and just embraced them and not taken the piss. Where some people try and you use them in their. In their sort of uh, statements in week to week, fantasy gods. You don't believe in fantasy gods, so fuck off. Come <laughs> on, I genuinely believe has an interest in the fantasy gods. He well, knows that they exist and they back him. And he'll come out of the Sunday Weaver Junior Division. I'm probably going early here, and I have no doubt that he'll shake. He'll he'll fuck someone in the playoffs. He'll do something crazy. Interesting. Um, well, I have got to know you quite well over the last few years, Jake, and. What I do know is you loved Leisure Suit Larry as a young chap. So, no surprise oh. that you've got a man crush on the San Diego Demon himself. Uh, very good. Oh, if Larry. he's fucking well, someone in the playoffs, you'll be watching front and centre. <laughs> well, if Jake, Jake might be lucky enough to be there. Um, but, uh, 100%. 
Yeah, obviously the fantasy gods just told Pete Carroll to run it up the line, first and second down every single time. Um, so Camo was very nervous heading into MNF or Monday Night Football, as Hod likes to call it. Um, he only had a nine-point lead, as we all know. I think we all watched that one with anticipation. Alex Collins needing nine to get the job done. Um, and he said he wasn't nervous because he thought Collins would score the points. He was more concerned that Tim was going to trade DK Metcalf to Matt for a shit player in a future fourth. <laughs> Fucking spot on. Wow, this has taken off. I love it. Now we're getting a bit more serious. but And then he comes back to the lovey-dovey stuff. But this one's probably warranted and probably worth a conversation. Jamar Chase should have gone 102 in the rookie draft, maybe even 101. He is outrageous. He is having... Some yep. sort of rookie season. Absolutely. Um, the guy just rips off 80-yard touchdowns at will, it seems like. I wonder what sort of package Camo has drawn up for Matt for a bit of Jamar Chase. Like, Could you imagine? Well, what's, what's more likely, that Camo gets Chase onto his lineup or Matt gets Burrow into his lineup? That's One of them's looking for the stack, 100%. Well, unless Matt found a way to get Mahomes, Lamar and some other quarterback for... That package probably not. Mm. I don't think. Well, I don't think Matt would be ever hard. ever trade Jamar Chase at this point. It's almost no. it's almost impossible to have enough assets to trade for him. I don't unless it's like ludicrous. I just don't think you can. But um, we would have thought that about Jefferson last year as well, though. There's been a and, drop. Like, people sort of do come back to reality. Mm. Like, I don't think Jefferson's still been a great receiver on the year, but he's sort of backed the pack a little bit. Yeah. No, I I agree. It's a decent comparison. I think the one biggest difference is probably just the offense that Jamar Chase is tied to. I mm. know there's a few more weapons, so maybe I, I think that's I think that's probably worth noting as well. Maybe teams start doubling Chase and but then mm. it might open up, you know, targets for Higgins. Higgins had fifteen targets on the weekend. So Matt's obviously got both of them. So I think he's sitting pretty happy having both of those Bengals receivers at the moment. I reckon this is going to go a long yeah. way in teams and even dynasty teams looking at getting in rookies who have had a connection with that QB in college at some point. I just mm. think that this narrative, people love it. Um, pairing up the old college QB wide receiver, I think it's going to yeah. continue a fair bit. Went well for Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's right. Jesus. <laughs> Settle down. Did Justin Jefferson an interesting one. I actually haven't paid a lot of attention to the Vikings. Just and hasn't caught TDs. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's still very, very productive. And because yep. you've got Thielen there, that's always an interesting duo to assess. But yeah. um, Thielen's he, always going to cap his ceiling while he's on that list. But I can't see that being too many more years. Yep, I think they're both studs, so I'd love to have either of them. Um, Thais's and point of view... Cousins isn't as good as Burrow, no. though. Yeah, that's right. No. But it's just more of a passing offense. Well, that's the thing. It? Chase has got Burrow for potentially his whole career yeah. or at least the next yeah. large chunk of his career. Yeah, it's it's pretty huge. Um from Thais's point of view, shithouse, I needed a win and I found my new bogey team. Bloody cummo. I thought Tonyan Gate was bad enough, but this was by gate. Now, if you, for those that don't remember, the old point adjustment on Bobby Tonyan wide receiver tight end oh, dual that eligibility, then, that was the, the first time Camo played Thais. Uh, and then the second yes. time was when Alex Collins needed nine and only put up four or so. So... Two and zero against Thais, as we referred to. Little, and I know I did get a text. I did get a text from the San Diego Demon saying I've got my new bunny. So he's pretty, oh. he's pretty happy with how things went. Very good. So he's he's two and zero against Matt. 
Uh, Camo's zero and two against the DFF. Like it's there's yeah there's some serious connections so going on DFF's there. DFF's so. better than that. Oh, that's how I see it. Let's see if the power rankings reflect that soon. We'll move on to our last game, which was the Bayside Executioners. This was a rip. We, we thought this would be a rip snorter, this match. 106.86, defeating the Humdinger 61.88. My goodness, to uh, take you now to 0-7 there. But Scoot, very light on in Scoot's thoughts, but, but he's very succinct in what he tries to say when he puts his thought in. He said, look... It's a win, but getting excited about beating Brody's team would be like getting excited about winning a fight against a disabled redheaded five-year-old. <laughs> Did we really need to bring the age of the person involved in? Or <laughs> their hair colour? <laughs> uh, their hair colour, I understand. That's probably fair enough. Yeah, look. I think, yeah, okay. He's a funny man. He's very... He's very descriptive. He's very descriptive. Politically oh, incorrect. Yeah. Very politically incorrect as well. You can tell that he's an old man because he just oh. hasn't uh, he just hasn't had to learn how to sort of censor his thoughts a little bit. But these are Hod's thoughts. I think uh, both teams maxed out their best respective squads. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a dead set shot at the Bayside Executioners. I like that because it's throwing shade on yourself, but it's also taking him down with you. I don't mind that. Uh, it's been a busy time in the paddock for a few of the fellas as a few of the dingers have no shots left to fire, so to speak. 2.2 points from half of the starters. The grass. <laughs> Sorry. Was that not read correctly? No, I was, was going to come to you for some help. I, I wondered a, what the grass was line. sitting there for. But I forgot to finish that one off. Thanks. I know like, <laughs> you're just trying to set me up. You genuinely yeah, are. teleprompter. It's great. <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, you bagged me for not saying every word for word last week, so I'm trying to conclude it. 2.2 points from half of your starters, Hod. Mm. That is, that's alarm bells ringing there. But last point is Scooter had a lot of usual starters out for this contest, so he would have been happy with a ton in this matchup, which is a fair point to make there. Any uh, Anything you want to add, Hod? No, I just, uh, I look forward to five of my ten putting up a score that wipes off Jake this week. It'll be <laughs> very interesting. Or are there some players returning? We'll wait and see. We will yeah. wait and see. But before we do, let's... Uh, yeah, Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. started already. Oh, don't make me mute you. Don't make me mute you, mate. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let's stick it, stay in your lane. You brought it out of me. Stay Apologies. in your lane. We'll wait for that part of the show. But let's move on to the power rankings. That's the power of love. All righty. The bottom third rent. Uh, well, we don't really need to do too much here. Or no, have we, we had some changes? No, we really do. Well, we, we never have a change oh. at 12. <laughs> it is the real humdingers sitting there holding up the rest of the league. Uh, but we have got a new number 11, and it is the Bayside oh. Executioners. Ooh, <laughs> does we, that mean... Hey, <laughs> And I purposely just jumped into that, so I've hopefully blasted everyone's eardrums <laughs> with that one kicking in. We flagged this last uh, week. That we can really only, only mean that the DFF has jumped a spot. Oh. He is climbing. No, DFF! Ever so rapidly. He's up to 10, <laughs> and he's coming for Jim City Stallions, who round out the bottom third round at nine, Keeney. In the words of the DFF, I'm building, bro. <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race. All of these cliches. 
Oh, if he starts playing Waddle, he's a chance to take that number nine mantle, I reckon. Got to love his notes that he's he's speaking to the wider audience and goes with bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keeney, next third round. Oh, the next third round. Yeah, a little double flip A here. Not a heap in it, but uh, at the number eight... <laughs> He liked it. At the number eight position, we've got the, the Johnny Unitas haircuts dropping one spot after that loss to the DFF. I think people are seeing that Gino's not going to cut it. Uh, the San Diego Demons here at number seven, even though he's the likely three seed at this point in time, he's number seven on the power rankings, moving up one spot. Now, do we need a drum roll here? You got a well, drum roll there, host? Do we need like a sad... I actually don't. You're about to do it with your own voice. I was going to do it on the table. Do we need like a wah, 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 Oh, wah. yeah. Maybe. Uh, Jakey, this is a bit stiff, mate. Number six on the power rankings. I don't think people realise the talent. So you've dropped a spot here from five down to six. I don't think people realised the calibre of play you had out last week and thus the lower-ish score for you, but still... Uh, I think you're a bit more of a contender than that. Number five, the straight cash homies fresh off a 188 burger moves up to number five. All right, before we move into the top four here, Jake, give us your thoughts on being six right now in the power rankings. It genuinely doesn't bother me. Yeah, didn't yeah, think. At all. To be honest, the, 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 the top six reality are going to make the playoffs. And to be honest, just getting there is where you want to be because anything can happen. I won from six last year, so maybe it's an omen. Ooh. Well, I know being number six doesn't bother you. Let's reframe the question. Being below mm. Pap as punishes, how does that make you feel? I saw the He's bitterness irrelevant. on his face come yeah. over when you posed it that way. He's irrelevant. He's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. okay. He's we'll irrelevant. move on uh, to Mr. Irrelevant, who did finish then at number four. In the power rankings. In fact, you've given me the most boring part of the power rankings because nothing's changed. It's Pappas Punishes at four, Park City Lions at three, Prestige Worldwide and the Grouse at number one. Um, just before we finish off, I think it's worth mentioning uh, Tim Oss's massive score of 188 has actually just catapulted him back into playoff contention. So he's actually six points ahead mm. of Jake at the moment, Ooh. which means, unfortunately, Jakey is on the outside looking in. Um, so it'll come down to the highest score, I think, uh, for that six yes. seed. So um, Cause unless the, Jake can win the division, um, he's going to need some scoring. That's just brilliant that one of us illustrious Sunny Weavers will just slip in right, there it's and ridiculous. send one of you blokes to an off-season to join us. Thank you very much. Absolutely. It is, it's interesting when you look at the records as well in these power rankings. Like top four is seven and O's, fives and twos, and then your middle one is... Four wins, three losses roundabout, and then it's just a massive teardrop. One wins and two wins in the bottom four. I love that I said us, like I have a chance to win that <laughs> division. <laughs> hey, no, the off. division games are coming. You just never know. Starts this week. All right. Uh, let's... The, the, the division games are what makes it really interesting for the playoffs because the Vontae Mack division have to now play themselves. So yep. the records aren't going to be that heavily weighted moving on. That's there's, right. So, there's a lot to play out, absolutely. It's like the hosts uh, had a plan behind all that. It's it's weird how that works. These masterminds in front of me. It's what happens when you don't share the notes with Jake. <laughs> oh, I said it with all due respect. That, no, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. Sure, sure as heck does. No, no it doesn't it's mean that. It's in the that. Geneva Convention. It's, Look it up. Not- and our week eight previews in the league uh, are brought to you by Gino Snips. You flop them, we chop them. <laughs> Sorry, was that Gino's nips? 
No, snips. <laughs> oh, uh, Gino, Gino's uh, nip, snips. You struggling again? Oh uh, yeah, teleprompter. No. Just uh, I'm reading, but I'm hearing differently. But let's let's kick it off with. Uh, I think Keeney's got the first game. Well, the legal team. I will like. I would like to to thank Gino's snips. You flop him, we chop him. But <laughs> chop him. <laughs> Gino has been a little uh, off with his update, and the projections aren't exactly accurate. But. We can, we can sort that out. Don't you worry about that. We're going to start with OJ's legal team at 4-3 and three, up against the 0-7 Humdingers. Now, what a barnstormer. Jake, Jake, your first point, second useless game in a row. The used dingers stink. Do you want to just elaborate on that for me, please? Well, I was zero chance last week and I'm zero chance of losing this week. So it's kind of like a bit boring. <laughs> Right, okay. <laughs> so not, not even worth bothering about. I thought you were going to ask, how does a used dinger's stench really happen? Well, yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, Gino's Snips has given this a 76% chance to Jake. Do you have the what the league thinks? The about league, that? yeah, I will throw uh, here is the league is giving 83% mm. to the legal team. Mm. So a bit of a difference between this and Gino's Nips. Um, it is it is a revenge game of sorts, this one, and people will probably be wondering why, but uh, the revenge for the sniping of Mac Jones, this hasn't been yes. forgotten about. Um, what was it, pick nine, pick ten, somewhere in there? Ten. Yeah, pick ten. Um, and I think Jake was on the clock next, and uh, the Dingers just came in front and uh, just took him away. Just, just um, going back on that trade, ended up giving up CMC and Julio. We know that Julio's struggling a little bit. CMC's a little bit injured. But in return, Diggs, Mostert, Mac Jones, a first and a second. It's a lovely haul on reflection um, for the Dingers. So, well played. I like what you're doing there. You're just rubbing it in a little bit more while Jake's on. Well, it was. Well, he's looked good, Jakey. We've got Jake on now. And I remember at the time, just after the draft, asking you, Jake, and you said that it didn't bother you too much. You obviously liked the thought of getting Mac Jones. But after seeing it play out a little bit in the season, how does it feel now? Uh yeah, it probably hurts more because I'm struggling at quarterback and have, it was always going to be a touchy one coming to the season. And honestly, Mac Jones, outside of Trevor Lawrence being Laurel Lawrence and getting the bends, um, Mac Jones has looked really, really good. Uh, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for a long time. He may not necessarily have huge, huge heights, but like Kirk Cousins-ish mm. sort of, ceiling I think where he just is going to be really serviceable for a long time uh, and it's a pretty safe play week in week out so I, I would have loved to have had it to be honest and outside of Lawrence looking at the quarterbacks this year he is probably looking like number two yeah I agree and I think almost with when you take a rookie QB in the draft you almost the first thing is you don't you want him to not be a bust and I think he's almost mm. ticked that box just about yeah. like he just looks like yeah. yep I don't know what his ceiling is yet we'll soon find out but at least I think he's he's going to be a very good player for a long time. So yeah. that's, think, that's really all you want. I think Jake summed it up pretty well there. You, you, I don't think, you know, we talk about it a bit, the on-field success correlation with the fantasy success. I don't think he's going to be a real hugely scoring fantasy quarterback, but very steady. Um, and they did, you know, that was what they said. He's the most pro-ready quarterback coming out of the draft. And... Going into that system with New England, I think mm. it's a nice I think that's a, partnership. A huge part of it too. Landing in a solid system is the is probably the best thing for a rookie quarterback. Mm. Yep, 
Um, final point from Jake. Get the DFF on the pod more often. Some great content last week. So uh, DFF, if you're listening, I know you will be. There was a, there was a, we had a lot of correspondence lot actually of come in about the DFF and um, lot of love. Mainly positive. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. Um, Hod's, Hod's preview on this one. Um, can Deshaun Watson sneak into the starting lineup by this week's game? Now that probably will need a uh, a trade at some point. You would think, but. Um, you just start to, to think about, okay, well, Deshaun could be back into the Dingers lineup in a couple of weeks, maybe three. I think the NFL's basically come out and said he won't be suspended straight away. So a real could play spoiler towards the back end of the year. Considering he doesn't own his first-round pick, why not try and win as many as he can towards the back end? Um, Always do. Or the other option is he will start anyway and score more than half my starters. So just a, another bit of a dig at yourself there, basically saying <laughs> you, you got nothing. Can't do much worse, can he? Um, and I think this is the main point. This is the highest score projection for the Dingers in a while, I would say since round week one. Um, and there is some hope in the young wide receiver room with the returns of Jerry Judy, just recently traded in, and Michael Gallup, who had a really nice first half in week one, then immediately went to the IR. Um to accompany the highly valued member of the real humdingers, Stefan Diggs. Now, there's a little eye emoji at the end of this as well. Does that is are you telling the listeners that Stefan Diggs is some sort of asset you're willing to move on from hot? Only for the right price, but boy are there some offers that, uh, Really? Yeah, there's a bit going on there. I didn't I uh, looking down the run sheet, I don't see any grapevine action. So you're just throwing that out, little teaser. Keeping that one under your belt. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, cheeky devil. You cheeky devil. Um, look, the it's forecast. The one you look to move, though. Yeah, oh, for, yeah, I agree. I agree, Jake. I reckon. Well, Diggs is basically the, the clearly the best asset you've got right the now. The cash cow. The cash mm. cow. So if you can get a fair bit for him, why wouldn't you? But um, this one in the preseason. Hod, you outlined it pretty early on that uh, Jakey wouldn't have any QBs or would be likely a zero QB week, QB week for him, but Heineken's been good for you, mate. Um, he'll at least be, get in there and, and be deployed. Seeing a lot of poor matchups for the legal team this week. Could we dare say upset alert, second use of eye emoji? <laughs> a double eye emoji, uh, what, my goodness. Now, OJ, you sort of sort of thought this is just a, a walk in the park, nothing really to get too worried about. Are you? Um, is there any sort of worry at all? In this one, with a, nah. with a, with, a, you've got to admit it's a much better outfit than he trotted out last week. <laughs> Yeah, that's not surprising. I think most teams uh, decide to score quite well against me. But, um, oh. I mean, Mike Davis with a projection of 10, he won't hit that. Um, Jerry Judy and Gallup both coming off IR. How much involvement they're going to have is probably a little bit unknown. Robbie Anderson, what's Robbie Anderson's fucking top, hot top score this year? He scored 12 in week one and hasn't beaten seven after that. He stinks. And he's got the gunslinger Donald. Donald thrown in the ball, that's what. Yeah, Jesus Christ. He's going to get benched again for another guy from the XFL. Uh, and Carson Wentz is actually not that bad. So, um, but he's probably going to do both ankles before the start of the game. So I'm really not worried. <laughs> uh, did you slip an XNXX in there just uh, out of interest? <laughs> oh, just incognito. A couple of cheeky digits. <laughs> I... Um, I love the class of Jake, you know, usually you just take your own team in stride and talk about your own team and he's just launched at every one of my players. Wait till we talk about Pat's team. We didn't really ask about my team and to be honest, it doesn't matter. I like, I like the fact that Zeke 
Najee Harris and uh, Williams all come back this week. Yep. Yeah, you teased that a bit earlier, <laughs> didn't you? Mm. Got any other material? <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll roll with it again one more time if you want. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's move on, shall we, to the next game? I think you got the next one there, Hod. Do I? Sorry, I was just getting over the... Couldn't hear you put your phone down on the table either. <laughs> no, I was just getting uh, owned there um, by our guests. But are you going to stick around for the whole pod, Jake? Are you going to piss off real quick? Uh, if you want, my phone's about 15% battery, so I might not have a choice, but I'll stick around as long as you'll have me. All right, beautiful. <laughs> Sounds like Hod wants you. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one. What is this colour you've got me at, Katie? Jesus, it's like a magenta. <laughs> it's a fuchsia. It's, uh, we've got the Gym City Stallions, 92%. Has he changed his team name? <laughs> uh, versus the Johnny Unitas haircuts. And I will take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Gino's Snips. You flop them, we chop them. And those uh, Gino's sleeper percentages, are these correct, boys, these sleeper percentages? Or, uh, no. <laughs> I will not talk to Gino one bit. We'll just no. carry on with this. He's, just, he's 74%. No, no, the the 92% is the league. I put that oh, one gotcha. in there because we haven't updated it. No, league else. likes. League likes, Jim, it's this a week. a lot of love okay. for one in the six. league. One and six v four and three. Jim's mm, all not, aboard. That's interesting. 92% mm. of the league and no one picked him in the eliminator pool. And I'm sure they all would have had him. So mm. interesting strategies rolling out there. But uh, Jim's thoughts here now that lockdowns are over. I'm thinking about getting a sensible haircut this week. Jones, Allen and Sanders back into the lineup. But I am faced with a less than ideal running back situation. The haircuts on face value look to be missing a number of key players with Mandrews on by and Sanders going down. Despite the above, I am sure Tyreek will have a game that we won't forget and score 50 to down me by three. There's that real defeated Jim you talked about earlier. When did you send this doc out? Uh, I reckon it was was just as DK rolled in that touchdown. (laughs) Um, And here we go, Manny. If if the listeners are still (laughs) with us, just prepare for another 15 minutes here. So um, bear with me. It's been a depressing season for the haircuts. However, we wipe away the tears (laughs) and look forward. This is the last game of the year the sensible haircuts actually want to win. So we will be throwing everything at the Stallions. It's our grand final. And so pre-game entertainment has been arranged for the haircuts fans to get the crowd into a frenzy. The coach and GM even went and got a really conservative haircut this week to honour the occasion. How about that? I feel like there's some... He's, he's winding he's, me up here. Have you, got, have you got something I coming from me, boys? I think he's pushing for a mic. I, think, I, I just it. didn't see Ben's hand moving. So, well, anyway. Yeah, well, no. I'd, normally I'd, sorry, I didn't get, didn't get in contact with Mike this week, but maybe we can arrange what that for the haircuts. Oh, you must be excited now that lockdown's lifted that, that plenty of people can go out and get some sensible he haircuts. Must, he must be business must be booming. So when your business is booming, Manny, chip in some chips and we'll get Mike Brady on a bit more. Maybe we can get Gino Snips to uh, chip in some cash too. <laughs> mm, interesting. Um, thanks again to Gino. The Which- sensible haircuts are loading up with prime time wide receivers this week to make the most of the cup weekend holiday. Kirk Friday, Jefferson Monday and Tyreek Tuesday. It's going to be a big week for the deep threats under the big lights. There we go. A bit of prime time action for the haircuts. And lastly, Justin Fields looks to be an absolute disgrace. Oh, isn't it fitting that we've got a Chicago Bear on the podcast? We'll get his thoughts shortly. Yeah, very good. Things have spiralled quickly since his appearance on QB1. 
Hopefully for Jimmy shows something in the second half of the season because to date he has been one of the worst fantasy busts in living memory. And this is saying something given the haircuts had a front row seat to Darnold, Garoppolo <laughs> and Zach Wilson last week. <laughs> While playing the DFF, this is why draft picks are so high risk and why I cry myself to sleep every night after somehow getting confused and ending up with seven of them. (laughs) There we go. Well, firstly, let's dissect that. Jakey, how are your bears looking with Fields at the helm? Fields is not the problem. The only person I hate more than Papa is Matt Nagy. And I'm so (laughs) fucking glad that bloke got COVID because he absolutely (laughs) stinks. Well, the Bears fans are passionate. We know this. Um, I would have thought that Aaron Rodgers might have been up there in your most hated players. What did you think about his no, uh, thoughts last week? He just put us in our place and he's, he's all time. So he can say what he wants. He fucking owns us 100%. Right. Well, I was hoping to get a bit more th- out of that. I think Nagy's for our favourite to be first coach fight, actually. So He'd have to be. Hopefully it's... Uh, when, when's your, when's, I reckon bye week's normally kind of when they I, reassess, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I don't, I don't watch a lot of the Bears, I must say. I don't think many people outside of Bears supporters would watch a lot of their games at the moment. But from yeah, what I've seen from... Yeah, maybe Dead What I've seen from Justin Fields is that is a bloke who is struggling to read NFL defences and make the appropriate shifts at the line, all that sort of stuff. I don't know why you'd be throwing him out as a starter when he's clearly in his formative sort of games. It, that is, it's some poor decision. Chuck, well, what, what have you got to lose pretend, by putting old Red Rocket well, in? Got red, well, red Rifle, Red Rocket, you can call him whatever you like. But um, Oh, he has a Red Rocket every get, time. He's get, <laughs> get Big Andy back out there. He's got a sick stash. I reckon, I reckon... Old Mate Dalton didn't do much... Old Mate nah. Dalton didn't do much better in the same offense. Please. It makes Trubisky look like the fucking goat. Yeah, so if you're going to be shit with either one... Put Dalton in to be your sacrificial QB and don't Agreed. put some scarring on your your highly invested yeah. rookie. This yeah. is where the politics come in. I think Nagy's only shot to keep his job is, is putting the new yeah. young buck in and it's it could not actually, working out. It could work against him. It, yeah. Mm. yeah. But um, I did hear the uh, Andrew Luck comparison to Fields Andy the Dalton. other day, but not in, not in the in sense the that he's a yeah, up-and-coming star, but... More about the hits he's willing Man. to take. He is a he is a tough young guy, but it's just how long will he be able to see or not see um, the sort of hits that he mm. is copying yeah. early on. I saw one one of the highlights was a defensive end just came straight off the line and blindside hit the yeah. shit out of him. It no. wasn't pretty to watch. The Bucks were just teeing off. It last was, week. Yeah. Just, yeah, not yeah. good. But I, I, <laughs> Manny, just going back to Manny's point here, he's. He's gone and given a jab to DFF on the way, but then has also uh, shit-canned draft picks, even though he's just gone off the back of getting rid of two decent QBs this year for first-round draft picks. So he's a little bit like Camo at the moment. I just don't think he knows what he's doing. Oh, I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> either way, He'll unload him. Either way, he's an exciting watch towards the end of the year and in the off-season for sure. He sure is. Well, let's move on to the San Diego Demons, speaking of Camo. Uh, sitting with a 17% chance. I'll drop that in now. The league thinks a 17% chance here to the Demons against the Pappas Punishers, and the league has given them an 83% chance to take out this victory. So, What percentage chance do you give Papa to win this week, Jake? Uh, he'll probably fucking win. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Me off. Uh, you can go anytime you like, Jake, if, if we're keeping you from something. <laughs> 
We'll start. So Camo's I do always. Camo's given some thoughts here. He said, "Who am I playing this week? Is it the Papa's pleases or is it the Papa's punishes?" <laughs> time the real Papa is back or was back. So also, it's time for you to trade Josh Palmer back to Camo. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> His words. Um, oh, hang on. While yeah. we're on that, Jakey. Mike Williams, mm-hmm. you fleeced him. Mm. This is the one player that Camo will want back. Forget about Josh Palmer. Is there a price you can put on him? Uh, Too valuable, isn't he, for a oh, contender? Probably. But Camo's, Camo's listening. He'll throw anything. So just name your price. Burrow. Joe Burrow. Straight swap. Straight swap. <laughs> Why not? DFS back oh, on. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't say that he'd accept it. I just said it'd be nice. We could, we could work something out. I can give him Williams back if Burrow is included. We could work something out. Okay. So, there's your starting price right there. Well, Camo goes on to say it's a good week for Saquon to rest up and just make sure that he's fit for week nine, I reckon. Uh, and you know what, Camo? I do like that you're looking out for the Giants there just to uh, rest up their prized asset, but I don't think Papa is going to agree with you on that one. And finally, he's got here that Cooper Cup versus the Texans. Wow, we Could he score a 50-burger and raise <laughs> the bat? Uh, it's a fair prediction. And, boys, I just want to have a bit of a sidebar here as a bit of a game. So it's one type of bar as uh, I was having a sip there. Um, Cooper Cup, wide receiver one on the season so far. He's having a monster year. It's ridiculous what he's putting up. But I, I don't. hopefully you haven't looked at this, but I'm going to throw it to each of you. Who do you think is the wide receiver two this year? And then I want you to guess the difference in points so far. So I'll throw to you, Keeney. Wild guess. Who is wide receiver two in uh, fantasy scoring? Only because I can hear clicking, Jake. Don't fucking cheat. Only mate. because of how consistent he is it. And I know he put up he put up he would have put up a forty or a fifty already, but I'll go Tyreek Hill as wide receiver two. Uh, I know Cup scored nine touchdowns, so I'd say he's at least twenty off him. Right. That'll be my guess. I know he's not I don't think he's this high, but he is high. I'll give you a plug, Debo. Okay. Mm. Nice. Mm. Nice. And Jake, give us your thoughts. I did hear a click as I mentioned this, and you're looking yeah, off no, camera I'm, here. I'm, so this could be a complete I'm little cheat. I, I, I know it was I know it was Williams for a while, but he had a stinker in the bye. So oh, yeah, yeah, it could have been Debo. My, my guess would have probably been Williams. It is, in fact, someone we mentioned a bit earlier, Jamar Chase sitting at oh, yeah. wide receiver two. That is Phenomenal. But the gap right now between that is 162 points to Cooper and 128 to Jamar Chase. That is a fair chunk there. Obviously, buys are going to come into play, but um, to balance that out. And then Tyreek Hill sitting there at third with 124. Devontae Adams, 118 at four. And Debo was fifth with 112. But also another fun one uh, for Camo here is old Hollywood Brown sitting at number six overall, 111. So, Jesus, it's... There's some surprising players there in that top 10 when you actually go and look at it, or top 12 even. Um, Cooper Cup's on track for a McCaffrey sort of year. Yeah, in it's, 2019. it's ridiculous. I don't think it could be sustainable, but I mean, I thought that after the first couple of weeks as well. So it is actually incredible what that bloke's doing. Well, you'd love there. to um, you'd love to have forecasts what the Rams' offense would be and have their quarterback, wouldn't you, Keeney? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do I do like all this conversation. It's a massive reverse moz for Papa here. It's it's uh, sharp work from us. 
Well, it's not what we're intending. I was more just oh, yes, an interesting. Is. I've got Cooper Cup in a redraft league. No and I'm, I'm fascinated by what he's doing. <laughs> but let's go with Papa's notes here. He says, ah, the San Diego Demons come to town with a huge stiffy coming off a win against my divisional rival. With a lot of change to his roster in the last six months, I'm reluctant to make a comment at his team because it could change dramatically in the next 72 hours. Yeah, fair. That's a fair point. Coming up against the best QB duo in the league last week in Ben's team, Cummins has put together two unbelievable prospects that could take that mantle in the coming years. It's a scary proposition and one that the punishers hope we can overcome. And finally, he says, I'm looking forward to this matchup and may the best team win. Best of luck to the Demons and hopefully the punishers can get a few bodies back and make a real game of this. I'm going to just throw to Jake here. Initial thoughts on... On those comments It makes me sick And it makes me sick Because I just want I just want the real Papa back I don't like either version of Papa But at least the previous <laughs> version That we got Is genuine Correct So I just You know, you know Blue Man State Remember that episode with Thad He's like trying to be all like zen And like peaceful Yeah This is Papa right now And something will happen And he will break and he'll become mm-hmm. like super Papa, like super Saiyan Papa. Yeah. And he'll be even more of a fuckwit than he was before. And the longer this drags on, the worse he'll get. I think the pod is flying. We've had gone in 60 seconds last week. Blue Mountain <laughs> State this week. <laughs> what? So what I'll say what to that, reference? Jake, is tartare sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I'm with oh, you. I, I think there will be a time and a point this season where Papa's fiery side comes back and surely it's got to be with divisional games coming up and that tight division Mm. being on the line i can just see that zen papa is not going to stick around for too long because as as much as you don't want to watch the fantasy scores as they roll in because you've got zero control over them we're all guilty of doing it and watching it live with the nfl and going oh well if this bloke gets a touchdown here and if and if it's a goal line stop here and they give it to the running i mean you just can't help it so that's going to come out and i think it's going to come out when the divisions get really tight well if it doesn't and we are lucky enough to continue doing this in person i'm going to hijack that colorful thing (laughs) and insert a soundbite for papa when you read his comments and it's going to be a mute button that's what's going to happen it is sickening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, we'll move it on then to our next game, and that is the Bayside Executioners. We're sitting at 2-5, and five, taking on the Prestige Worldwide at 5-2, and two. and I reckon going into this season, boys, we uh, we would have probably thought these two teams would be a bit closer. Not the case at this stage. The league thinks also as well, 83% to Prestige Worldwide, and that's actually a pretty respectful 17% to the Executioners. So... Scoot's actually put a bit of thought into this one. This is huge. I can end Matty Max season here and now. Imagine the pressure on that guy. Talk about mind games coming from Scoot right now. He's just trying to really get under that skin. On my predictions, I see the executioner doing a Bradbury and winning the division. Looking at his lineup, Matty is one star receiver and running back away from being a serious contender. He will be ruining knocking back my trade offer. Well, this is interesting. Ooh, when I was a little emotional during the DFF debacle. Has anyone got any inside so, knowledge on this? Because he's just airing some dirty laundry in these notes. One star receiver. So he's got... Ad- well, Adams makes sense because he's a Packer man. Packer man, absolutely. And who's his one star running back? He's got... Who's he got? Dalvin Cook. Cook. 
So you think there was a package here with Devontae and Cook? Jeepers. Maybe... Uh, have you got any insight on this, Hod? Oh, I'm not too sure. I might have mentioned some shenanigans last week about this, about Matt's evaluation well, of his team. He wouldn't have the kahunas to pull off a trade like that. Either way, it's, it feels like Thais is circling for a trade. Sniffing. He's circling sniffing or is he, is he quite settled with his roster? Well, it sounds he's like doing, he's settled. He's obviously I know seeing we what this he can up. do. Brought this up last week. Surely, I mean, looking without knowing this, Adams and D and uh, CD have got to be part of that. Obviously, Dallas. Yeah, and, that makes sense. And Packers fans also ones older, ones younger, um, just with their actual fantasy lineups. But yeah, the Dalvin Cook one's interesting. If Matty got Adams and Dalvin Cook, Jesus, that would be a frightening. You'd process. think he'd have a good shot at the title, wouldn't you? You would think so, but. Um, it might shorten mm. the length of his team's career. I'm just trying to... Might shorten the length of your shafts. That's I'm, what I'm seeing. Don't do it, though. Yeah, I'm just trying to talk you out of it, though. Uh, anyway, Matt's thoughts here. Beating the shit out of Scoot. I have something ready for him when I beat him. It's like his stupid ex- executioner pick, but better, and it will hit him where it hurts. Oh, Now I kind of want to see Matt win. Oh, what this is. Oh, hold on. His only hope... Is this? No, this uh, is ridiculous. His only hope is if Devante goes off. Oh wait, and geez. then the laughing. Is that, a, is that a little COVID jab? Well, he clearly didn't get the jab. I actually, I actually heard he's he's vaccinated. Is he? It's pretty stiff. Yeah, that is stiff. And then just finally, uh, just want to pump up the tires of Josh Allen here. I think he finishes <laughs> with this every week now. He outscored Justin Fields. By six, and he didn't even play the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad from you, Thais. The old negative six from Justin Fields. That's. Uh, I forgot. I um, as you were reading that Devonte uh, bit, I didn't realise or forgot he was on COVID. I mm. thought Matt was alluding to a trade before the week. Oh, he was going to. What is all this Matt trade grapevine shit, mate? Oh, I don't when, know, but it's making you yeah, a little nervy. very edgy. <laughs> the right two now. of us are sweating. <laughs> yeah, move I like on. It. I kind of like it. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, okay. Well, this one is the DFF, the two and five DFF. What are you? So he's one game back in his division from the three seed. I think we mentioned this last week. Crazy. He is a waterless as well. A genuine chance. Um, Thanks again to Gino. Outstanding today. You've been Gino Snips. You flop them. We chop them. Uh, 17% from the league in this one to the DFF. Everyone's thinking that Timos will get this one done. Uh, Gino says 88% for Timos. So reasonably one-sided in the projections. Um, seeing as <laughs> Steph uh, is basically saying, seeing as I am higher on the power rankings in his mind, <laughs> I should go in favourite, yeah. <laughs> the Quez Master will score a TD this week. He's Obviously very him. confident that he's going to start him. start him. And for any of you listening at home, there is a tip for you. This is a tip for, for you <laughs> from the back-to-back-to-back puncher of the week. And... For those that don't know, he went out on a limb in our punting league and, and took the Bengali straight out against Baltimore. It was a nice little $3.20 or something leg. So he was uh, no doubt punter of the week this week. I was about to say, like, if this podcast wasn't niche enough to the 12 people yeah. we go to the effort of making this for, he just goes and narrows it to talk about our punters club, which involves <laughs> some of the 12 people in this league. 
Good on you, DFF. Oh, dear. Uh, final point from the DFF here. Timos wouldn't want to drop this one. It could spell good night, Charlie, <laughs> for his season. <laughs> <laughs> he must be cacking. I'm going to say crapping. He must be crapping his dax going into this one. <laughs> I marinated myself with WD-40. <laughs> And I'm ready to rock and roll with four spaceship emojis. Jeepers. It's one of the great it's one of the great bits of feedback we've had. Marinated. <laughs> just, just sliding around the factory. <laughs> WD. Not a squeak to be heard. Oh, <laughs> Outstanding. Geez. And Timos gave us nothing, so we'll just move on, I think, to game of the week. Timos. Yeah, And we haven't had a bigger game of the week this year. Uh, this has the two podcasters right here in front of me going head-to-head, a colossal matchup. Jake, I'm going to get a lot of input from you. You've stuck around for us all night, and this is the one we've been waiting for. So the league has the grouse at a 92%. That's insane. Yeah, guess who was the 8%? That's one vote. That was so me. I'm backing vote. myself in. <laughs> Fuck the rest of you guys not that, believing in the lines. That's, that's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Did you say one vote? <laughs> one vote. Uh, just, no, just look, it is fair enough when you look at what Keeney's team has done. We were looking at it before. He hasn't scored under... He scored under 150 once or twice all season, and my team's been up and down and on the back of our lower score. So it's fair, but I, I'm hoping it will be a bit more competitive than 8%. Look, I know you're jealous of me getting Game of the Week every week. This is my time, Ben. Sorry. Shut up for a second, Sorry, and I'll man. get to you. We have the Grouse at 7-0, and taking on the Park City Lions at 5-2. and This is a blockbuster. Ben's thoughts. And these are the thoughts I'll read out, and then we're going to get Jake to have his input on the matchup, and then we're going to get a head-to-head. Mano Imano, why they're going to win this week. It's going to be a bit like an OJ legal team court hearing. That's what we're going to do. So, Ben, I'm hoping Chubb can suit up for this one. We Would we call that a birthday suit, Ben? I forgot I put some teleprompter <laughs> notes in there. You're tripping yourself bit of, up. Bit right of there. a little funny gut. Ha-ha. A few back from by this week for Ben, Thielen, Cooper. And then adding Chubb in helps the Lions try and keep this one competitive. The number one overall pick, Trevor, by first name. Is that you, you two on first name basis? Yeah. Is getting his first start this week with Lamar out on by. And the last point, I'm hoping that's JJ Taylor sitting in your RB2 spot, Keeney. Big game going into the divisional matchups. Is that Did you get JJ Taylor? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I've got Jay, <laughs> I've got Jonathan Taylor, and I think he oh, he, he nice. hopes he's as bad as the bloke you picked up a couple oh, of weeks ago. Jay, yeah, me and JJ go way back. All right, so Keeney's thoughts. Fortunate with Lamar on by, and looks like Mahomes will get up for a big week after a lot of talk about the Chiefs' offense. Um, expecting a big one from the Mahomey. The Grouse welcomes back Austin Eckler and Kirk Cousins back into the lineup. Jeez. So you're adding more weapons to your 194, 192, 192. whatever it was. Too many points. Uh, back into the lineup and would like to thank Tour and Godwin for their service last week. <laughs> that's that's how well he's going. He's just, what a tandem to just chuck on the bench there. Um, 
And the head, the head wobbler next to me here says he hasn't had a challenge in this undefeated season so far and sees Ben as the biggest challenge to date. So apologies to the fellow league members that have had the uh, luxury of playing Keeney so far this year. All seven. All seven. Um, I'm one of them. Yeah, well, oh, well, let's start with you. Great segue. Well, firstly, your, your thoughts on that. You weren't a challenge whatsoever. Oh. And uh, no, how, I wasn't. how do you think this man will go against Ben this week? Well, I'd like to point out that no, I wasn't. He got me on a very, very good week. And if I had the Grouse's schedule, outside of playing myself... You I'd play with yourself no. all the time. <laughs> I do. But if I, even with my exact scores, if I had his schedule, I'd be 6-0. Have you gone and looked so, at that? I did. How yeah. would you... Oh. That's when, that was the... If that you, was the clicking I was doing before when Ben was asking what I was doing. How, do you have, how so would you have I gone? I think this was coming up. How would you have gone last week against the Grouse, though? How, <laughs> oh, well, I would have tied against myself. So, again, if I had your schedule, I'd you, be all right. You don't have my roster, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tie yourself no, up? <laughs> I also think, unfortunately, for uh, the plus C lines, that the Grouse has got some pretty good matchups this week. Talk um, me through them. And Mahomes... Well, staff against Houston is absolute fire. The bloke could score 30. Uh, mixing against the Jets, the only fear is that they're so far up that he gets rested. He gets P-Rind. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, correct. That's the new term. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor against Tennessee, uh, playing in a dome. Tennessee's historically good, good run day, but they've given up a lot of points this year. Ridley, we already talked about, hasn't had the massive breakout game. He's, he's very, very due. Um, DJ Moore back the other way. Atlanta's defense is Swiss cheese, and the, and Pitts is on fire. So I'm, I'm there. There is a 200 chance on the cards for the Grouse Ooh. this week, and that's. I think Park City Lions will score around their projection. I think a, a decent score, 150, 160 is a massive score. But I reckon records are there to be broken, and the Grouse is due. Well. Speaking of the grouse, I'm going to let you go last because I don't think we need anything more from the grouse. As you, as the sweat drips down your forehead, Ben, after listening to how well Keeney's going to go, what chance have you got? Give us your best shot at why you're going to win this week. Well, best shot. We've seen what my team is capable of. Start of the year, just shy of that 200 as well. Mm-hmm. Put up some high scores. So we can't doubt the ceiling of my team. Yes, Lamar not playing this week doesn't help but I've got a pretty serviceable replacement in Trevor Lawrence coming in. Also going to ride uh, some of these rookie running backs as well in Khalil Herbert, who is hot to trot, and we've got a Chicago fan on right now. How are you feeling about just watching Khalil Herbert play, Jake? Yeah, I think he's pretty good. I think he's actually a really decent uh, running back. He's got that real low center of gravity. He looks really tough to tackle. So, I think he's decent. He passes the eye test every time I see him play. Mm. Forget about seven first-rounders. All you need is a fourth and you get a good running back like this. Absolutely. And Michael Carter was another second-round pick there, so I'm going to run with him. Look, I think that I need a lot to go my way, but there is a world where it can go my way. Um and this is, I mean, we spoke about Keeney's matchups. He obviously hasn't played any of his division. I've played his entire division. And um, I just think that when the big games have come out this year, the lines have come to play. So week one took out Timos. Week two took out Prestige Worldwide. So there's been some big matchups. I'm five and two. One thing that's working in my favor is I can drop some games because my division 
is really just Jake and I at this point, uh, whereas in the Vontae Mack division, that is as tight as it gets. So going into those divisions, you need as many wins as you can get on the board. So look, I'm looking forward to it. The one thing I hope is that I think what happens with a lot of games is that uh, when you've got two teams that have the potential to score high, one might, the other doesn't, and very rarely do you get both teams putting out a high output. But I'll take Keeney, uh, Keeney's team scoring very high at this point in the season and hopefully the uh, the drops in scores come a little bit later in the season is what I'm hoping for. Right of reply. Very, Keeney. very thorough. Um, I think, yeah, I think the, you, the best thing for you at the moment is that um, I had a massive week last week <laughs> and it's really hard to... For, for, yeah. Well, yeah, for for all your receivers to score, like every like basically all my receivers scored a touchdown last week, which is basically how you put up the massive scores is you get a heap of touchdowns. So, granted, I do have a lot of good matchups. I think my biggest um, probably upside is I've got some depth. I've got different players I can play, and we spoke about it. But Ridley and even AJ Brown's starting to look a bit more like the AJ Brown we expect him to look like. Their wide receiver forty one and thirty nine on the season. <laughs> um, so to be sitting at 7-0 with the highest points in the league, with those two doing nothing, um, I'm confident. There we go, Jake. You've heard it from both sides. We heard yours. It's It looks like a landslide on uh, paper from the league. Do you give Ben a chance? Yeah, I think his argument was good and it's real. And I, like I said, there's every chance he has the second highest score this week and loses. That's just how good at the grouse I think he's going at the moment. So in a landslided affair, you still give him a chance. That is why the dingers still have a shot this week. I'll tell you what, just one <laughs> yeah, just one quick one. I actually like Trevor's matchup this week. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle. like mm. Seattle, that's a nice yeah. matchup. Coming off the bye as well. Like often these kind of rookies start to develop a little bit more off mm. the bike off the bye. They have a little week to reset. Um, you know, there might be a few game game plan things that they get involved in into the offense. So it's a it's a good week, I reckon, to start him. What do you think? Urban Meyer's magic school may have taught Trevor on the bike. Well, yeah, maybe maybe Urban's the exception, and and <laughs> I say that with uh, knowing full well that I'd rather see Trevor than Lamar. But um, yeah, geez, Urban, I don't know if you can trust the old digits. Old trigger fingers, Lawrence will come out firing this week. <laughs> All right, well we've gone through. I mean, we said we were going to keep this one short. Uh, and we've happened to go over again, but we'll finish here with our overreactions for the week. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Thanks, John, for blasting area drums out there. But our overreaction comes on the back of this is fresh, and that is the waivers that went through today. Oh. And uh, not only did we have a hundred dollar bid on a player, but we had five blokes throw their hat in the ring for Jake. this bloke. And you would think that that uh, this would be a high-caliber pickup, you know, maybe a, a running back that goes down and there's going to be someone coming through that's going to get the heavy workload. Uh, it's Joe Flacco, who's been <laughs> traded to the Jets, uh, has warranted five bids for <laughs> for him to play quarterback in their team. But go, Hod, what, well, what are you thinking oh, of this? Well, like, to spend that sort of cash, it must be a high-flying offense that Joe Flacco is walking into this week. Uh, you would have to think it's a high-flying offense. You'd also have to think that maybe it's there's a bit of unknown there and who knows what the upside of Flacco is and it's not like you've already got a track record of him playing at the Jets. Um, oh, wait, no, he did that last year. Sorry, my mistake. So five bids, $100 from Steph, $46 from Papa, $45 from yourself here, Jake, $16 from Jim and just the... Lowly three dollars from Manny, who just out of uh, just a reminder to the league, put a hundred and one dollars to get Geno Snips uh, into his lineup. 
<laughs> it's it's almost like Papa knew Jake was coming on and just trolled him again. He's he's gone one dollar more than his oh, bid. How been... do you feel about that, Jake? He still came second. <laughs> oh, I love it. Are, that was quick. Are we are we sure Mike White's not getting the start here in New York? Like, are we convinced Joe Flacco is just going to step in and be the QB? And are we convinced he's a type of player you want to start? Well, this in is, any situation. This is the thing. You're going to have to Jake to put the bid in. Obviously, <laughs> these are all teams that that need some QB help. But I suppose the question is that. How much help can Joe Flacco give your team? Uh, he started four games for the Jets last year. He was 0-4. Uh, in his last 12 games, here's some stats for you. Uh, DFF in particular, who, who was successful in getting him. He's 2-10 and 10 in his last 12. Through 12 TDs, 8 interceptions, and at a QB uh, rating of 54. So nothing to write home about there. So, look, it's it's, I suppose, just coverage for those teams, but... Uh, just an interesting one that probably the most bid-on player in the season was Joe Flacco after getting traded from uh, the Eagles to the Jets. What, what do you reckon Joe's been doing for the first seven weeks of the season? <laughs> probably uh, hitting up the DFF and giving him the intel. <laughs> oh, jeepers. Maybe, maybe marinating with some WD-40. <laughs> <laughs> marinating. Well, there you have it. Another quick hour, 25-minute podcast there. <laughs> For the night, but uh, it was good fun. It was good to have a, another guest on with us. So thanks, Jake, for being a good sport and dropping in for the whole one. No, thanks for having me, boys. Always an absolute pleasure. On your champ. He might be the number one ticket holder for Ooh. this podcast. There's a few that really do enjoy it. But uh, once again, thanks, Jakey boy. It was a pleasure, gents, to do this in person. We should do it again next week, I reckon. He's hoping. Sounds good. Luck's a king. Another round, boys. What do we think? I'll marinate myself in some laksa. Absolutely. (laughs) Don't do it. Just one laksa. One laksa.